Microsoft says it will buy Skype, the internet telephone service, for $8.5 billion in cash. The tech company says communications are the backbone of the company and that Skype services will be combined with existing Microsoft products. The deal would be the largest in Microsoft's 36-year history. Steve Ballmer is the company's CEO. Skype has developed multiple revenue streams, and overall revenue has grown 20% year over year, and I think represents a very significant go-forward opportunity. Well, investors clearly like the news, sending markets higher today. The Dow Jones gained 76 points to close at 12,760. The S&P added 11 points, ending at 1357. The Nasdaq gained 29 points to close at 2872. Goldman Sachs says one of its units is being investigated by federal regulators over whether it improperly used investment accounts to make trades. The New York-based bank could face civil fraud charges involving money belonging to customers of another financial firm that was a Goldman client. Goldman says the charges would be based on allegations that it knew or should have known that the money belonged to customers of that firm rather than to the firm itself. The bank says it is cooperating with the investigation. Well, welcome to the Financial 411 now to Nick Bork, director of the Safe Credit Cards Project at the Pew Charitable Trust. Two years after President Obama signed into law sweeping changes to the credit card industry, late payment fees have fallen, interest rates have held steady, and annual fees and other charges have changed little. Those are a few of the conclusions from that study conducted by Pew. Joining me now to discuss how the new rules have changed the industry and what consumers pay in fines and fees is the author of that study. As I said, Nick Bork, director of the Safe Credit Cards Project at Pew. Hi, Nick. Welcome to Financial 411. Hi, Mark. Uh, Glad to be here. Thanks. Now, review for us once again what the intended goals of the CARD Act were. The CARD Act was a law that addressed what uh, federal regulators had deemed unfair or deceptive practices. So it really took uh, an approach that that addressed a couple different levels of the credit card market. I mean, on, on one level, the act uh, required some better disclosures uh, and and required card issuers to give consumers more advance notice before key terms in their accounts changed, which was important and good. But on the on another level, the the law actually addressed fundamentally what some of the actual terms of the of the credit card agreements could be. So, for example, uh, before the act, uh, our research showed that 100% of credit cards from the largest 12 issuers include pra- included practices that the regulators called unfair or deceptive, like retroactive rate increases or, or hair trigger penalty rate increases on money that you've already borrowed. So th- um, that might uh, injure actual consumers' finances, right? Now, let me ask right. you, is, is the act living up to its promises two years later? It appears to be. Uh, those those very practices that the Act targeted have gone away. Uh, the price that is advertised much more clearly reflects the price that people pay because retroactive rate increases are no longer possible. And uh, even though uh, there was some concern that uh, prices and fees would go up, in, in general, we've not seen it happen uh, anywhere near uh, the way that it was predicted. Right. When it was being debated in Congress, those charges and fees, fears about them going up, was, was one of the uh, problems there, one of the things being discussed. Has that really happened? Well, take annual fees, for example. Uh, there was a lot of concern that annual fees would become common, uh, take over the, the credit card market. We've seen a slight increase in annual fees on bank credit cards. Um, you know, one in five credit cards now uh, has them. But um, that's up only very slightly from a, a year ago and from before the Act. And the, the cost of those fees has hardly changed. Um, before so maybe, the Act. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
before the act, it was fifty dollars on median for banks. Now it's fifty nine. Uh, credit unions, it's twenty five. So you think it was a bit of the sky is falling from the credit card industry when they were worried? Uh, a little bit. Uh, you know, there was genuine concern about how the business model would have to change, and and there is evidence that there was some experimentation going on. But ultimately, the the market seems to be settling back in um, to a nice equilibrium. And right now, a lot of debate over the implementation of new financial regulations, the Dodd Frank bill that passed nearly a year ago, especially a pushback against the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Are there any lessons from the experience of the Card Act that we we can use for today's debate? I think there are. Um, it's important for regulators to, to keep pace with markets. Uh, the, the consumer financial market will change. Regulators need to stay on the ball, make sure that any practices that emerge that harm consumers or damage the industry's ability to, to be truly competitive uh, are, are taken care of. And uh, the Bureau certainly is set up to try to do that, and hopefully we'll get a chance to see if it does that. Nick Bork, the director of the Safe Credit Cards Project with the Pew Health Group, thank you very much for being on WNYC's Financial 411. GM today announced it will invest about $2 billion at 17 plants and create or save about 4,000 jobs. The jobs will go first to laid-off UAW union workers and then to new hires. About half the jobs will be at a factory in Detroit where the Chevrolet Volt is built. More details about the other plants are expected over the next few months. You've been listening to WNYC's Financial 411. You can also hear the program at WNYC.org.